0: And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, and uh, coming to you today from Westchester, Pennsylvania. Yes, we are landlocked once again, but hopefully not for uh, terribly long. We oh, we miss our boating lifestyle so much, but what a great guest I have today, Danielle Julia Cuomo. Um, she's a really... Um, Quite an entrepreneur, she founded a company called Virtual Assist USA. So, number one, she's been at this for 14 years, has built an amazing team. But this is a topic which is near and dear to my heart because um, if you know my story, you know I I I was one of those entrepreneurs, doggone it, I'm going to do it all myself. Nobody can do it cheaper, faster, better than I can. So why would I pay somebody else to do it? <laughs> and now, now what I teach all my own uh, mastermind students and things like that is. Um, you know, if if you if you keep thinking small, you're going to stay small. So, um, so anyway, I'll give you her uh, introduction. We'll jump right in. She is Danielle's, an award-winning entrepreneur and founder of Virtual Assist USA. Virtual Assist USA is an, was an early and is an early disruptor and leading provider of virtual assistant services that help keep companies on track, focused, and growing. Under her leadership, they have grown to a staff of over thirty, which is so amazing. Virtual Assist USA has continued to take top honors every year from a variety of uh, regional, national, international business and industry groups. Um, she's authored two books, one, uh, Inspired Entrepreneurs, which she's the co-author of, and also How to Wheel and Deal in High Heels. What a catchy name that is. I love, yeah, I love good titles. And she's, um, she's been sought out to speak on topics of business development strategy for CBS Business Network, Inc. Magazine, Women's World Magazine, CEO Focus, just to name a few. It's quite an impressive resume. I could keep reading it, but I'd rather just talk to you. Danielle, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. Welcome to Dream Business Radio. Now, this interview will come out in about three weeks, but uh, you told me right before we went live, you're a new mom again.
2: (laughs) Again, yes.
1: (laughs) So that's so awesome that, um, and I think you said this is number three.
2: Number three, yes.
1: Okay, good. Well, it's nice and quiet where you are, so I guess somebody's taking a nap. But um, no, no big deal if if we hear anything like that. So I I love the whole uh, topic of virtual assistance. and I can remember I go back uh, to a I, so I started my first business in two thousand one. In two thousand six, I joined my first mastermind, and here I am. I'm chief cook, bottle washer. I'm I'm doing the proverbial eighty hours a week, trying to make it happen for myself and and there was this guy that was very successful and he's talking about all this different stuff he does and, and, you know, doing mail and, you know, email and, and doing follow-up and sending stuff out. And he says, I just raised my hand and said, how do you do all that? He says, I've got a couple of VAs. And I'm like, what's a VA? And that's when I found out VA stood for virtual assistant and it's, you know, kind of a non-employed 1099 contractor that, and that just lit up my world. And I actually, you know, I've had um, several companies, I'm down to about two right now, and my pre-retirement age but I don't know I' probably never stand still but I had a team of about 15 virtual assistants um, that were doing everything from writing and blogging content uh, rent, managing my schedule all these different things and it was a game changer Danielle so you don't have to sell me but let's let's tell let's tell our audience how did you get into this?
2: I got into this uh, 14 years ago. I was working in IT consulting at the time and this was right at the start of the recession. Mm-hmm. and um, my whole department got laid off. And so it was a really um, you know downtime time for me and I you know let myself be upset for like a week and then I decided I have to figure out you know what I'm going to do next. And my aunt at the time um, was a coach and she had a virtual assistant and was telling me about it. And I thought it sounded really interesting, Uh, but I thought there were a couple of ways I could make the experience that she was having a little bit better. Mm. And so I thought, well, I, you know, I can do this. And I started a company and I figured at that time in my life, I thought I'm going to give myself six months and see how this works out. Um, and you know, 14 years later, here we are. So I've seen a lot change in the industry. Um, I've seen it go through a lot of growing pains, but it's, it's been great to be on this ride.
1: How did you, um, what was the initial thing? Did you niche down? Did you say I can do a lot of different things? I can do admin work or, I mean, where did you start?
2: I did the opposite, actually. So I, um, I hired a team right away. So I knew that I wanted to have um, a, more of an all-inclusive service so that we could do more than just what I was good at. So I was in um, IT consulting. I was in business process improvement. But I didn't have the expertise in admin um, or marketing or website design. And so I hired folks that were experts in those areas.
1: And Interesting.
2: Yeah. And so that was, um, it was a big leap because hiring folks, you know, right off the bat when I didn't know if this was going to work, it wasn't a proven concept yet was a little nerve wracking, but it obviously, uh, it obviously worked out. So,
1: so you, so you right away thought I'm going to build a team. So therefore, if I build it, they will come. Right. So you started building the team right away, knowing that as you said, you didn't have a lot of experience either in admin or marketing or, or copywriting, whatever else you're doing. And so you hired those skills or at least had those connections. And then what did you went out and became the Rainmaker? You got the clients?
2: Exactly. Exactly. And I thought that the the multi-virtual assistant model would be best because we could offer you know a wider range of services. And then with having um, a team, we could eliminate some of the you know, pitfalls of having a solo virtual assistant where, you know, availability, turnaround time, response time, that sort of thing. If we could have a team, we could eliminate all of that.
1: Hmm. Did you uh, call it Virtual Assist USA from the beginning or was there something else?
2: I did. And I thought it was a really terrible name and I was hoping to change it. And then um, it was just sort of a, you know, working title, if you will. Um, but things took off so quickly. And, you know, we developed a brand right away. And so I've kept it all these years.
1: I like it. I mean, I really like it. Um, get the light bulb there, but virtual assist, you know, a good name if it if it actually uh tells people what you do or what your company's about. See a lot of people um will come up with names that are that mean something emotionally to them or, you know, it's kind of like naming a boat, your name is, but, you know, you come up with a name that means something, but I'm like, well, what does that mean? What do you do? If you have to ask that, that's not a good name for a business, but yeah. So that, so it turns out you do know something about marketing or you just (laughs) got lucky. So, um, what, so there's so many people, as you know, and, and, you know, most of my audience are, are entrepreneurs, small business owners. Um, who, who do struggle with when to hire, when to, and I, I'm just going to use the term hire, not necessarily employees, but VAs, or in, in other words, getting help to do any number of things. Is that, what's your biggest hurdle getting um, clients? Is it helping them understand how it works, what it is, or do they already know and they just need a bigger team? Where's your business?
2: Uh, so most clients come to us uh, and they probably needed a virtual assistant like yesterday. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty much at um, their breaking point and they are, you know, overwhelmed and they're they're ready to get help. We typically don't get clients that are um, anticipating in the future, you know, being good pre planners and thinking I'm going to be ramping up and and need to onboard in the next couple of months. We mostly get people that are more in crisis mode, um, but, you know, we're ready to hit the ground running and, and help them out.
1: So, how your team is now thirty people strong? Or, and I'm guessing with Virtual Assist USA, is everybody USA based?
2: Yes, everyone's here in the U.S. Uh, and they're all my employees.
1: Wow, very cool. Wait, did you say you Did you say they're your employees?
2: Yes, so we don't work with any, um, you know, contractors or part timers, freelance, um, for a couple of reasons. But one is that that just gives us um, the ability to attract better talent, retain better talent, um, and have have the availability for our clients. Wow, about competing priorities.
1: That's crazy. You know, one of the things that I believe I've been coaching since two thousand nine, and one of the factors that I think is missing from so many entrepreneurs is courage. And sometimes I'll call it something else, but we'll just keep it clean and call it courage. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but man, you, 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 you have that gene, I think right from the beginning, I mean, you, you, you named the company, you started adding a team. I'm guessing you had a team before you even had the employee or the uh, clients for that team to serve.
2: Yeah. It was probably really naive of me to (laughs) do it that way. Um, And I'm glad that I didn't know any better because it it worked out so well. But um, I think that a little of that, you know, risk taking and confidence and naivety is is actually a good thing for entrepreneurs to have.
1: I think naivete is one of the bonuses when you look back on stories. And I've, you know, my podcast I'm over 500 episodes already, which is crazy. But so I talk to a lot of people. And one of the things I've heard over and over again, depending on who I'm talking to is people say, well, something similar to, to this, Danielle, if I knew then what I knew now, I never would have started, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it is the naivete that lets you do things. And then you look back and go, holy crap, I'm lucky I didn't fall off the cliff, <laughs> you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. So, you know, one of the th- questions I get a lot <clears throat> when, I, when I talk about this topic is how do you know when you're ready? To hire a VA, I kind of have my answer, but I'd I'd like to hear yours.
2: Yeah. So, and there are sort of two distinctions here. Um, how you know how do you know when you're ready to hire a VA, and how do you know when you need to hire a VA? So, for many people, um, most you know entrepreneurs could use a VA. They could they need a VA. However, there's a distinction between being ready for a VA. And I think that's a really important, um, a really important thing to to note. So, <clears throat> when you're looking at um, you know at hiring a VA, you have to have a few things. One is you have to be able to to provide feedback and not be afraid to do that. Um, you have to be you know bountiful in your feedback. Um, you can't be willing to you can't be someone that likes to, to hold back because it is a really important relationship and. And especially it being virtually, the feedback is super important to make a, a good um, connection and get good results. And then I think even more importantly is that you have to be willing to have processes and, and receive feedback too. Um, a VA isn't a really great fit for someone that um, is really, you know, setting their weights um, because you have to be willing to let things go a little bit. You have to you know, have a semblance of trust in your VA, you have to know that, you know, they know the platforms inside and out, they see this stuff every day. So when they make recommendations, they have your best interest in mind. Um, And so you have to have that, you know, that personality that can, um, can be trusting and and let that go a little bit.
1: Wonderful. Um, So I want to ask you kind of a two sided question, like what are what are some of the success stories when a business owner a uh, either hires your firm or, or decides to work with a virtual assistant and what are some of the uh, major gaffes or mistakes you say you see people make when they do that
2: yeah so i think that the first thing is that you know we're really in the in the business of giving back time to our clients and so the most rewarding part for us is when you know, a client says that they now have more time to spend with their family or they have more time to grow their business or focus on the parts of their business that they really wanted to and not kind of being bogged down by the admin or, you know, the operational um, stuff for that, I think is is really important.
1: Yeah. And so what are what, what do you think is the biggest mistake when people say, okay, I'm going to, you know, hire a VA? What, what goes wrong when it, if it does?
2: Yeah. So there's a few things that can go wrong. Um, One, if somebody is a micromanager, so, you know, for us, our clients still exercise some degree of control, um, but they don't, you know, stifle their service providers, their virtual assistants. Um, our philosophy is that that's really counterproductive. And so we make a really conscious and honest effort to earn our clients' trust by succeeding, um, by being great at our jobs, and by keeping them in the loop while we're doing that. But I do see folks that um, sort of can't let that go and they have that micromanager um, style and not just doesn't work. And I think another um, sort of mistake is someone that feels like it's essential to sit next to someone. So um, particularly pre-pandemic, we loved, you know, meeting our clients face-to-face for dinner or cocktail. Um, But in most cases, we didn't have the pleasure of meeting our clients in person. Um, And so, the connection is still really important. And so we would connect frequently, you know, via phone, via Zoom, video sessions, and so that we could still have that relationship. But um, when clients feel that they really need someone to like share in their office and be around the corner in the next cubicle, then that's when the virtual assistant option really isn't the best route for them.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And I think The time factor, you know, I I actually, one of my long-term coaching clients is a HR specialist. (laughs) And, you know, so I actually interviewed her and she talked about when a VA is no longer VA. And if like, if you say, I need you these hours on these days to do these things, that really is dictating. From a company standpoint, it's not somebody saying, oh, I can work here or I can do this task. So it's that is a fine line that I think is crossed by a lot of people when they have a VA relationship is they start looking at that person as an employee and not an individual subcontractor, right?
2: Yes, and I always advise folks to think of their VA uh, just like you would think of another advisor in your business. So your CPA, your lawyer, your coach, and to think of your VA as a professional provider in that same way is a really helpful way to to start off the relationship.
1: Yeah, very, very well said. By the way, how do you know when you're ready? I, I forgot to share my thing. What I tell people is that like, if you're out walking, hiking, biking, whatever, and you're dry in the mouth, like you're thirsty, you should have been drinking already, right? So <laughs> in, as an entrepreneur, when when you've got like, oh, I need to write another chapter for the my book, or I need to, you know, I haven't posted to my blog in two years. If these things keep going down and down and down on your to-do list, that's your business being very thirsty. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> that's the way
1: I look at it. Um,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. So the one of the things I always, um, I'd be curious about, what you say about this, but people go, well, Jim, I, you know, the whole thing you joke around about, nobody can do it as good as you. Well, that's true because there's only one of you, right? right. And even if you hire like a great VP or that, it's still not you. It's still not the owner. It's still not you. So what I, what I looked for, there was a book. Um, oh, I think Perry Marshall did. It. It's the, the 80, 20. I mean, it, it's been so many books about eighty twenty, but I think it was 80, 20 marketing and something about eighty twenty. I said, When I hire a virtual assistant to do something, in my own world, if they can do it about 80% as good or as effective as I can, I'm happy with that. Because if I did it, I'd have to do 100% of the work and I wouldn't have the time freedom that I so enjoy. So I kind of go for the 80% rule. Do you have anything similar to that?
2: Yeah. You know, I would say, I often say to, to my clients on the flip side of that, that you know, just because you can do something doesn't always mean that you should either. So of course, most of our clients are very capable of, um, say, writing their own social media posts or um, scheduling their own meetings, um, formatting a document, those types of things. But if that's not in your genius zone and your time is much better used elsewhere, um, that's a really important thing to note. So if you are just using the social media post example, you might be able, you know, to write your own social media posts, and again, no one's going to write them like you. However, if you're working with someone that writes social media posts forty hours a week, they know the best practices, the ins and outs. They know, you know, what to do, what to look for, and they can possibly, you know, do it better than you, um, or faster or cheaper than than you could when you're considering your time. And so, I think that's something important to note as well.
1: Um- so on your website which is virtualassistusa.com you got a very nice blog by the way tons of information there I was checking it out. Oh, thank um you. yeah one of the one of the blog posts is 50 tasks a virtual assistant can do for you. Um the top one you mentioned is social media and that's interesting to me because um like I've written 6 books now I've I've been a, on social media and and been publishing content for you know, deck, two decades. So I've got like a whole treasure chest of stuff that's already done. So I literally, and I'm open about this. I put out a, uh, an email newsletter every week and I post to my blog, but somebody does that for me. They just go into this, all the stuff that I've written in the past, and they just keep kind of recycling. They might they they might quickly read it. This guy's been with me a long time. He said mm, I'm not sure Jim would use that. Or by the way, he's missing Captain Jim, his brand for five years. So he might take something and kind of tweak it a little bit and then post it. And that is me not being a slave to social media and content marketing.
2: Yes. Yes, exactly. exactly. Very
1: cool. Um, so does your company, do you do copywriting, editing like is, or transcripts? I mean, do you soup to nuts or do you have uh, kind of specialties?
2: Yeah, we actually specialize in being more of an all-inclusive team. So, for example, you mentioned copywriting. So we have um, a team member on our team, Amanda, who her focus is copywriting and content writing and blog development. And that's just where her specialty is. That's where her genius zone is. That's what she works in you know, all day. And then conversely, the same thing for social media or web um, bookkeeping, so on and so forth, so that we can have um, the sort of, you know, umbrella of experts, if you will.
1: Yeah. One of your blog posts, I'm pretty sure is probably the beginning of this year because it says begin 2022 with a plan. Why is this year the year to hire a virtual assistant if you've been holding back?
2: I think that for us and for our industry, the pandemic um, has actually been um, helpful in a way, for lack of a better term, because it has allowed people to see that it is entirely possible to successfully work remotely. We have the technology to do so. We have the platforms to do so. And it also, it gives you the opportunity to not only be limited to your geographic area when you're looking for employees. So if you think about, um, you know, I know that you're in, in Pennsylvania. So if you're looking at Hiring someone that can do your content writing, and they're only someone that lives in your geographic area. That pool was a lot more limited. But now, um, in 2022, it's very obvious that you can utilize someone from anywhere in the country. So you automatically just have this much larger and wider pool to to pull from, and you have the opportunity to find someone who has a really strong skill set.
1: It's awesome. Um, let me check it. Oh, I got about four or five minutes here and um, I want to squeeze in another question. So sure. um, w- when someone's looking for help, is it, does it ever happen where somebody hires a virtual assistant and says, Hey, you're really good. Do you want to come work for my company? Is uh-huh. that, is that a strategy or does that just happen by accident or?
2: We have had um, that happen. Um, our VAs though um, are our employees. And so if someone does want to hire someone, um, you know, for a full-time employee of their own, we can always help them, you know, write an ad, do the recruiting and, and the sourcing, um, but our employees, you know, stay with us because that's their, um, their career goal is to, you know, be a VA and help multiple I'm
1: times. sure you have some kind of an NDA, like that's against the rules, by the way. Yes, <laughs> you can't pilfer my great employees.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cause we spend a lot of time, you know, training them and and recruiting them um, and retaining them. And so that's important to us as well. well
1: and so, probably my last question, Danielle, is uh, podcasting. Do you do podcast editing, marketing? Do you have your own podcast? What are, talk about podcasting real quick.
2: Yeah, all of the above. Um, okay. We've noticed in the past couple of years that a lot of our clients um, are starting podcasts for the first time. And as as you know, from having your own successful podcast, um, those first few months, first few episodes can, can be the hardest work. And so we support clients in that. We started our own podcast um, this year called Not Your Average CEO Lifeline, and so we talk about sort of um, out-of-the-box tips for, for CEOs and entrepreneurs, and that's been really great uh, as well for us.
1: Wonderful. So you really are a full-service operation then?
2: Yes, yes
1: wow that's awesome what a what a pleasure and a joy to have you on and um I'm so glad you were able to keep the appointment just a couple of days after <laughs> oh my gosh it's like
2: oh thank the, you
1: that's like the remember the old day well I don't know you don't remember but in the old days you used to see women in the chuck wagon give birth back get back in the wagon and you just keep going <laughs> oh my goodness
2: yeah I feel like that I, I you know I love what I do I love my clients I love my team so for me it doesn't feel like a dread to have to you know go back to work I'm like chomping at the bit to do so so
1: yeah my daughter I don't know if you've heard of a company called interview connections but um that Jessica Rhodes is my daughter she founded that company
2: oh wow
1: and, and literally um she was on her iPhone when her first when her son Nathan was being born now not <laughs> at the moment but we're in there visiting. <laughs> and she's like oh wait I gotta answer this I'm like are you kidding you're in labor here <laughs> that's a story
2: uh, to tell him for later too uh,
1: yeah that's hardcore right there well danielle (laughs) um it's such a great topic and i'm 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 really impressed with what you've done for um growing this great company so how can people reach out and connect with you
2: they can reach me right through the website i answer all of those inquiries myself so it's um, virtualassistusa.com and i'd be happy to to chat with anyone
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being uh, our guest this week on Dream Business Radio, Danielle.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Danielle Julia Cuomo, a, now a mom for the third time and a one heck of an entrepreneur with a company called Virtual Assist. You can go to Virtual Assist USA. You can connect with me at uh, getjimpalmer.com. That's my home base. Everything spiders off from there. If you're interested in the Dream Business Mastermind, that's Dream Biz Coaching, Dream B I Z Coaching.com. Remember, you get Free copies, free digital copies of all my books as part of my legacy program uh, at Amazon, Kindle, at uh, Barnes & Noble, as Nook Books, and at the iBook Store. But until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care.